don't really realize how much you can use your core to like help you with your running until you're like have learned how to engage your core it's really it's better to like focus on it like during strength opposed to like run and focus on it you know um so i'm sort of talking more about the stability opposed to getting you know the washboard abs kind of look um that's yeah, just yeah. the added bonus if you can get them as well as run <laughs> Kia ora koutou. that was Charlotte Milne. I'm Matt Raymond. I'm Eugene Bingham. And this is Dirt Church Radio, interesting conversations with interesting runners. Just jogging through the science. Thanks you do. Of currents. Yeah, I jog through the science all the time. I, and I hear things and I read things... Uh, Reduced fatigue being one of the main benefits That's of Currens. And I've been putting that to the test this week. Uh, putting on a race. It's, it's hard work. And I'm tired as I'll get up and my body hurts because I've been running a bunch and staying up and eating like a dickhead and doing all that stuff. So I find my little purple pills, Currens and Currens, are beneficial. Black current goodness i i mean there's if you go to currents website currents.co.nz you check out the science there's articles i'm not going to tell you about them you can look you can you can do your own research which is all the rigueur these days but i know that i am bog standard i've been using them for ages they really help with my recovery and i feel better when i take them if you use the code dirtchurch at checkout you get 20 percent off your first order and if you don't get the recovery benefits that you feel that you're going to get if you think like these are going to be great and they you feel that they suck which they won't uh currents will refund your money because they're good sorts so go to currents.co.nz and get on those little purple pills why wouldn't you another thing you can do is sign up as a wild things vip member because if you haven't, here's the things you're missing out on. Comprehensive trail and peak directories, full access if you're a VIP member. Wild Things shop discounts, VIP discounts. Partner store discounts, VIP access. Community leaderboards and reviews, VIPs get that. Club challenges and prizes, VIPs get that. Full library access, VIPs get that. Who doesn't want full access to a Wild Things library? Strava integration, VIPs. Wishlists and progress tracking, VIPs get all that. Why wouldn't you do it? Just just do it. Uh, and if you use the code DCR2022, you get 15 months of Wild Things VIP membership for the price of 12. Can I just have one little one little caveat there? If you've got your VIP membership on, never wear it around your neck. Always put it in your pocket, put it in your jeans pocket, tie it around a belt loop so you can just take it out, show it to security as you're going mm. backstage. That's what That's the pros what do. do. Ultraspire.nz for the best packs in the known universe. I have been, again, putting on a race, running around the forest with tons of tape and gear and things, staples, hand saws, everything. And I didn't want to jack up my new Zygos 5, so I used my Zygos 4, which I'm also lucky enough to own. And I've got to tell you, they're on special at the moment at Ultraspire.nz, and they are so good. Like, the 5 is amazing, so is the 4. So if the 5 isn't in your wheelhouse, go get a Zygos 4. 
They're on special at the moment. Ultra Spy New Zealand, ultraspy.nz. Amazing packs that we love. We go something like further, faster, there in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go further, faster now. Go further, faster, there in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go further, faster now. Church Radio. I haven't seen you for ages, dude. Episode 211 of Dirt Church Radio Podcast, and I'm stoked. We made it. Big, we did. big, big weekend. I, don't, I, actually, I can't remember what happened before the weekend. Like, <laughs> I know I've had 45 years of life before the weekend, but yeah, what a weekend. It was the big weekend. bang. It was the and, big bang. Um, I mean, where should we start? Anyway, oh, yeah, probably fill you, I'll fill you in later. Yeah. But what, did you, what, have you, what have you been doing? Yeah, I got down to Rotorua, um, which was fun, which was fun. But River Ram looked like the place to be. Yeah, Halata Riverhead Rampage, ninth year. Um, man, we'll, we'll go over it later. We'll, but, yeah, the, 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 the cup is overflowing with community love, I must say, and love of the sport. But this week, Charlotte Milne, runner, coach, personal trainer, strength coach, strength Coach, one half of Custom Made Fitness, uh, lives in a bus. Um, we got into a really deep dive. Like it was really cool to mm. go through the nuts and bolts of training rather than sort of a, a biography, which, you know, we've had quite a few people on at the moment. We've been doing like a little sort of biographical stuff. This was, this was a really like, how do you train? How do you deal with someone like Matt Raymond if he turns up at your door? What do you do? Why do you stand on? One leg, what all these things that we talked about, um, you know, strength, how it fits into our life, how training fits into our life, and yeah, you, you I mean, with your strength mentor, Paris Hilton. That's right. We discovered something new. You don't, um, you don't have to be Paris Hilton to get stronger. You don't have to be, but more on that later. Yeah, yeah. Stuff you should know. Right, humongous weekend. Let's start with race Tekapore, uh, which had its inaugural event. And i got to say, it looked pretty amazing. Anywhere in that part of the country is, I mean, it's beautiful, right? Like you could put, you could probably put on quite an average race in the fact that it was in Tekapore. I mean, yeah, it would look amazing. I, I've not run there. Um, I've done a few runs down there, and it is gorgeous. And I've got to say, it looked like anything but an ordinary race. It looked like an amazing race. Um, Steph Nivens and Ben Taylor were inaugural winners of the 50K. Uh, Hannah Oldroyd, what does, hasn't she won? Anyway, and She's Sanjeev Dio in the 32K, and Andrea Hansen and Blake Weston in the 21K were inaugural winners. Their first names on the trophy. Uh, they also had 12, 5, and 3K races. Talk about something for everyone. Wow. And, I mean, one of the a, – a, a race I've never done, a, a race that my wife has done a ton and a race that you have done a ton, the Rotorua Marathon was on. Yeah. Yeah, that was on again. So a uh, little bit out of sequence. Usually it's in May, but it was delayed because of – I can't remember why. Was, it, was there something on earlier in the year? I can't remember. You know. Anyway, they delayed it. Um and unfortunately, it was the same weekend as Riff Ramp. But there you go. Uh, just quickly uh, on the marathon, 
it was good to see a few former DCR guests and friends of the show smashing it out down there. Uh, Reese Johnson uh, and Andrew Thompson cruised to great times in the half and, and marathon races, picked up a bit of bling. Um, Michael Voss won the men's race, and it was Mel Brandon in the women's with a brilliant win, um, backing up from Wu2K, where, of course, she bagged a course record. Card, are we? Yeah, she was dominant was outstanding um half the field seemed to head over to tauranga for the marathon or 50k on sunday too it's yeah i saw half the uh, our friends did a double double pacing duties as well that i thought that was quite a quite a quite a heroic big ask yeah staying on point for that long um but speaking of i mean you paced uh you had a little ropu how was that how yeah it was good fun (laughs) yeah yeah i did i did the four hour um, pace group a um, little bit stressed at the start because I realised I was the only four hour pacer oh, no. um, <laughs> but that meant I got all the yellow balloons so apologies to everyone whose face got smacked by yellow balloon as trucks went past on Tenai Road but anyway uh, it was good fun it was my 13th Rotorua Marathon and uh, it was fun to hear everyone's stories and um yeah i I, there was i'm just going to say that there was some big whys out there you know when you know when Mm. you run a big race you need to know your why and yeah there were a few people who were carrying some big big whys and um shared them as we made our way around and so it made for uh lots of a determined bunch a determined bunch um and yeah i just i was happy to play my part and get some people home under that magic four hours. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really, really satisfying and fun. Mm. What were the conditions? Perfect. Absolutely right. perfect. Yeah. Quite cool in the morning, but not too cool. Um, and then warmed up a little bit, but not too much. Um, beautiful shade around the back of the lake, but not cold. Oh, yeah. 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 That back of the back of the course always gets a bit of a bad rap because of the hills. But you know, you got your scenery, Beautiful. you got yeah. your shade, you got your uh, the the you can hear the birds to Manu. Uh, you know, it's it's you got the view of the lake. What's not to like? I don't know. Stop banging and on the back of the lake, man. Was there any? Was there the traditional carnage along Tengai Road? Yeah. Yeah. Although. Probably not as much as I've seen in previous. I got to say the field wasn't as big, right? Um, by the looks of it, anyway. Just judging by, I, didn't, I haven't had a look at the numbers, but you know how in a race it takes you a while to clear the traffic at the start. It didn't didn't take as long as it usually does, and then it was quite thinned out along Tenai Road. But yeah, plenty of people doing the the walk, stumble, <laughs> try and run, stumble. I mean, getting it, back it, in there. It's such an interesting course, isn't it? Because you've got that, mm. you know, you head out through the town towards Nongataha and then over to Haumarana and mm. up Moiru, Moi, what is it? Oh, Moiria. Moiria Hill. Mm. And then down yeah. past the airport and, and it from like 33K, it's pretty much a flat track isn't it i mean Pretty one much. or two little rises yeah. but i mean all depending along, on how your legs are feeling there's a couple of bridges you go over that yeah. might feel <laughs> like everest but, all along um, but yeah generally generally once you get uh to yeah like 32 33k you, you you're done with the hills mm, mm, but mm. um but there's still plenty that can trip you up uh well actually literally did trip someone up 
in our in our group they went over Ooh. but oh um got them back up bit, bit of claret and they were okay carried on claimed second in their age group there you go good work but um yeah it was it was yeah very 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 enjoyable and i was really privileged to, to share it with some pretty cool people nice one that's mm. that's beautiful man it's and i know you know tingai road holds a special place in my heart because i cycled along it to and from work every day for like two years i did and a I, shout out to hell's gate sweet pass. Oh, nice one <laughs> well, from stomping that. ground yep opposite the rhododendron nursery which you know it kind of takes away the <laughs> hell's, living gate. hell's gate by the rhododendrons they were demonic rhododendrons but anyway can be yeah what else happened tell us about your mate um Sasha Sorokin. What, what was he? Yeah. Doing? Well, first of all, Dan, Dan Jones, he bagged another W in the hut marathon and half. Uh, well, he was in the half. Um, I see that he bagged a W. And yeah, Alexander Sorokin smashing his own world record 319 kilometers in 24 hours, which, you know, like 10 kilometers on his already astonishing mm. world record that. Um, caught a lot of people by surprise uh, and then to extend it by that much uh, you know is there any limit to what this guy can do who knows it, it's interesting I remember when he broke the record last year and you spoke about it and you were like I wonder if this is a Roger Bannister moment mm. and it appears that it, it might just be a Roger Bannister moment however it's as if Roger, yeah. Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile and then broke his own record again yeah. you know so this yeah yeah, yeah there's no um, John Landy no, so mm. but um, amazing. Yeah, three hundred and nineteen ah. kilometers. What's the average pace on that then? Oh, hang on. Oh no, mate, I can't even drive that far. Um, I have seen it. Let me let me come back to you on that one. All Tell right. us about Rivram. Yeah, give us the deep dive. Well, what I mean, what would you like to know? Halatau Revered Rampage. It's been going for nine years, and the last couple you know we we traditionally have run the race in march um from the eastern block of the of the forest starting and finishing a riverhead school but this year you know because of covid and everything like that we were doing it in september and also with the logging you know we didn't have a we didn't really have a a, ch a choice but to put it over the other side of the school you know the good sort of 12 kilometers away um, over at Arima Valley Road and use the motorbike club over there. And it was just, it, it was a tough build-up, I have to say. You know, like three three of the four of us who, who put the race on are frontline healthcare workers and it's still busy. You know, it's still stressful time and it's still, you know, people are short-staffed. And it did, you know, there was that sort of sense of, is anyone going to turn up? And and turn up they did, you know, people came out again, you know, mm. we had, I, I'm guessing, final numbers aren't in, but around, I'd say, 450 people Fantastic. Uh, through the gate. And we had, you know, it was the first year we had our, our marathon. Yeah, um, how was that? Yeah, that was fantastic. So the the way we did it, and, and we're very purposeful, we don't put out course maps. So yeah. we... And uh, lactic turkey don't either, and for their wild Auckland, I really like that idea. So we st we we just stole that from them because so much of about running or is stage managed day, eh? and events is stage managed, and you know where the next climb is, and you prepare for it, and you do this. And I think that there's a place for just 
getting out there with a bib on and seeing mm. what's around the next corner and trusting that we're going to put on a race that is challenging and fun and not st- stupid hard for stupid hard's sake um but is is potentially going to hurt your feelings but in other parts it's going to you know pick up give you a pat on the back and and i think we really did that and the again the marathon is like is anyone going to turn up and we had i don't know we had about 35 people um line up for the inaugural you know mm. the inaugural riverhead rampage marathon and it was a it was a one counterclockwise loop one clockwise loop so what they do is they'd start off in reverse run the course which is fantastic come back over the finish line get the bib clipped and take off again and run the half marathon and it worked perfectly you know troy field my goodness 335 14 just incredible him sam harvey and tom hunt led from start to finish yeah um sam harvey in fact you know coming through in second place did a straight up the dave and just kept running straight through the crowd like there was a lot of finishes there from the five and the ten kilometer and he was just apparently his watch said that he was short so he was making up a marathon because he'd never run one before apparently so he just kept on running Mm. straight through the crowd i was calling him back going sam sam he just kept running and so then he he looped back around and then I made him run over the finish line as if he'd run over in second place and we had a hug and it was pretty cool and <laughs> then um, <laughs> Tom Hunt who you know the most winningest athlete at in, in the history of Riverhead Rampage he's won the half a bunch of times yeah. he came over in third place and um, you know Katrina Jordan first woman home in 502 31 uh, Jamie Stevens was 516 14 and then we had Natalie Hitchens in third and 554.20. So, you know, a great field and a hard race. And there was, you know, big fields in the, you know, again, course record 134.18 for Matt Ogden in the, um, in the half marathon. Um, and Leah, who came, Leah Hankey, who came from Beer Jerk Run Club, um, coming over in 212.40. So it was just an amazing, amazing time. You know, again, we're wrecked. I'm still wrecked. It was a long day. And, but it, it, the amazing thing about it was everyone had fun. Uh, no one got lost. Billy got lost, actually. Billy got lost. He was very jet lagged and he got lost. Um, so he's the new patron saint of, of River Ram course marking. Um, and, and all the money went to the school. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how much we can contribute to, to Riverhead School. And it, 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 was a, it was a brilliant day. You know, it's an emotional roller coaster. It really is. You think this has been nine years of your life doing something. And will people like it? And I hope they do, you know. And mm. yeah, it was meant. We couldn't have asked for well, today. I mean, judging by what everyone had to say, everyone loved it. So, you know, yeah. hats off to you and the Fano and the others involved yeah. in organising it because it's a huge, huge effort, especially, you know, like, like you say, this is not even a, it's not even a part-time job. It's a, no, no it's not. Do. And that's yeah. the thing we, all of us were sort of saying, what, what was the, the sort of the, the mantra of us is, 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 is good work is seldom rewarded with less work, you know, so 
it, it's that sense of we just need to keep going and sort of bang this out. So mm. next year's the Big Ten, and mm. and I guess we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, the Big Ten. A, and think, to all those who came, I just yeah. want to say thank you so much. I said it on the day. Thank you so much. Um, it's such a privilege. And, and for me, the biggest thing is seeing the seeing the five and the ten kilometer people start. Like yeah. that's my favorite because that is people who are most have never run on trails before or a good portion of them haven't, you know, like the, mm. the gentleman who finished, um, the gentleman who finished, finished last on the 10 K, he looked like he was a chocolate dipped ice cream cone. Like he was half covered in mud. And I oh, actually asked him man. like, that's my man, sir, are you okay? You know, and he, he'd been to, he'd, he'd been on a journey and he, and, yeah. and he, conquered it you know and and it was just it was beautiful so fantastic yeah, having, so you, having turned up say, at the barlow road um <laughs> picnic grounds like a choc dipped ice cream <laughs> i see you oh no he no he i see you he like that time you turned up at relapse no he was like literally he was he was maybe he was more like a yin yang he was half and half ah. he was like he had fallen completely on one side of his body into the mud I salute you. I salute you. Hats off to you, sir. You were going to say, Eugene. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that was. I was just going to say, um, were you know, what did you think of it being down at the picnic ground, and would you hold it there again? Uh, it was the truest representation, I think, of the event. You know, right. it was in the bush, and you're in yeah. the bush. And if you've been to that event basin, there's been lots of total sport exterior that have been run there. There's been lots of lactic turkey events that have been run there, heaps of mountain bike events from there. It's just something so special about it. You're in, you know, you're in this big field, and there's trees, and you can go, and you just, boom, onto the trail, any direction you head out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you don't and, have to run through the houses and stuff like no, that from the school. No, mm. no, And we had, you know, we had um, Stephen Haley there from Hallatau who have been our main sponsors for you know, since the jump and we had food trucks and it was, it was really, really, cool. really cool. Yeah. Mm. It was awesome. cool. Awesome. Kamotawi. Yeah. Right. And to talk about, um, what is it? Uh, kia, oh, I can't remember. Kia potaho. Kia potaho, bro. I am stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ideal taper for Blue Lake, but there we go. We'll see. How that so that's on, that's on this that's weekend. That's on this weekend. So yeah, so we're, we're off to actually, I'm off to run a race. Uh, and I haven't done that since Kepler in 2020. 20. 20. Yeah, since Kepler mm. 2020, I haven't run a race. Yeah, so. well, Rotoro was my first, that was my first marathon. So that was my first race, sorry, since, since Rotoro last year. Mm. Um, so well, almost 18 months, which I was the night before sort of going, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, your, no, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm where like, does your oh, number go? Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. This isn't gonna be... mm, but mm. anyway, moving on. Cool. Greatest, greatest run, run ever. ever. Greatest run ever. Greatest run ever, which is the part of the show where we ask you to write into us and tell us your greatest run ever. It doesn't have to be a race or a mountain summit. might just be a run around the block, something that's sung to you for some reason. Send them in to us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. And this is from Joanna Lucia. This is beautiful. My most grateful greatest run ever. 2018, June, town of Seaside Park run with my pops. I have so many great runs from my hometown, Maunga Taranaki, to the foothills of the Himalaya, the highlands of Scotland, to the lowlands of Europe, but none of these can compare to my local park run with my dad. 
Back when I was 22, I thought I should train for a marathon to do at least one with my dad before he retired. 92 halves, 65 fulls, and four ultras. Knowing full well, they were only part of the only part of with him would be at the start line. He'd be showered and fed well before I'd finished. So I trained for the 35th Rotorua Marathon, standing on the start line and pouring rain, wearing our black sack rubbish bags to stay dry, to be told it was cancelled. As he... <laughs> the famous 1999. I was there. I was there. It was a shocker. Anyway. Wow. As a young fit 20-something, my dad and his running buddies from Manawatu Marathon Clinic would always kick my butt when I was home for the weekend and would run with them. These old blokes would take great pleasure in beating me on the climbs in their 50s and 60s. I ran Barclays Rotorua Marathon with my dad the following year in a grand time of 4 hours 25 and dad... 349 and she's put here a pb of 258 then i grew up moved overseas moved back had children moved towns moved to australia backpacked and moved back to australia during that time dad had a few health issues my strong fit father i never remember him ever being ill growing up he was always running or mountain biking or something crazy on the mountains with or without skis did i mention his black belt and karate competing in japan my mum is pretty friggin amazing raising four cool kids his running took a hit he slowed right down and just walking the dog around the block was strenuous enough when he could manage that. Slowly, he began to rebuild. He knew how good running was for his mental and physical health. He knew moving forward was the only way forward. He discovered park runs in Palmy, so I was super excited to run with him on my local when he came on holiday. It was slow, but it was amazing. I felt such an honour and privilege to have a mentor like my pops. Strength, resilience, can-do Kiwi attitude. To have grown up on his sidelines handing out flat Coke and Moro bars from 30 kilometres. Mm. To be running beside him was a beautiful thing the best finish line feels ever making sure he stops his casio stopwatch right <laughs> on the finish line now they can travel again i'm stoked for them to support me at rainbow beach marathon next month while i set my goals to black all 100 in october and she's put which will be my 10th ultra not my father's daughter smiley face but sorry it's not so much about the run not much to cover over five kilometers more about the journey the love and the support Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that is, you have nothing to say sorry for there. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And exactly what we imagined people would kind of express in their greatest run ever. Mm. Um, It's not just about the old putting the foot in front of the other, is it? But, oh, wow. Yeah, that one got me in the feels. Yeah, thanks for the punch straight in the feels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so thank you. And the rest of you, keep sending them in. We love to see them. Send them into us, dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. Absolutely. Okay, on with the interview. Charlotte Milne, who, incidentally, I met at Riverhead Rampage on the weekend when she was supporting Chris. Yeah. She's cool, she, eh? She was hanging out, eating avocado and stuff, and then went and smashed bag out. Bag of oranges? No, she didn't have a bag of oranges. Didn't see her with a big bag of oranges, but uh, did see her then go on later in the day to do like a 28K marathon session. Discipline. Oof. Discipline runner. Charlotte is a strength coach, running coach, um, one half of custom-made fitness, as we said at the stop, at the top, lives in a bus, uh, travels around, and just has a wonderful outlook on life, and a great group of athletes that she trains, and it was really cool to kind of go through what makes the relationship between coach and coachee, mentor-mentee, coach-client so special, um, it's Charlotte's first podcast. She she was at pains to point that out when we when we hung out on the weekend, um, and she she knocked it out of the park. So please enjoy this conversation with Charlotte Mill. Do 
Charlotte Milne, welcome to Dirt Church Radio, and you have the honour of being the fourth bus-based resident, resident guest on our podcast. Kia ora. Hi, how's it going? It's, it's, it's going really, really well, thank you. And for, for clarity, you know, you, you're sort of 30 cool because Chris, we had Chris on the other week, and, and you guys are in the same, but unless you're like a Aerosmith and you each have a bus. Um, Sometimes it would be nice, you know, just to get, you know, maybe it could be like a business one and a home one. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, work, work and play. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, look, Charlotte, welcome to Dirt Church Radio. Sorry for the, the silly introduction. How are you going? I'm going pretty well. Um, yeah, I'm going going pretty well at the moment. Um, and where are you guys? Um, we are parked up at my parents in Derry Flat um, still, but we are thinking of leaving soon to he- head down to um, Blue Lake next week um, and spend a bit of time back in Rotorua, um, you know, for the next few months. I'm not okay. sure what's, what's up after then. So you guys have actually got mm. some land down there. We do, yeah. It's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, just just waiting um, to hear about that. But yeah, it's really, really good and exciting. Yeah. Is Rotorua a special place for you guys? It is. Um, it's like um, I like love the community down there and I suppose like when I met Chris, he was living there and I had like no – of like ties apart from you know these school trips but um <laughs> but yeah I've come to love the place and you know um it's got such a good running community and the trails is just awesome mm, it really is a special part of the country isn't it for trail running it is it's very special yeah it's, it's interesting isn't it Eugene and I both have lived down there at various points in our lives and 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 it's actually where I started running was um to get fit, to get fitter for for mountain biking really, um, we had a gravel road in our property and it was two hundred meters long, and I could sort of get to the end of it and go, oh this sucks, and then turn around and chug back and you know then I made it to the lamppost and then I made it, you know down to the down to the turn off at Dicky Teddy and back and I thought I was like Dan Carnassus or something. In fact, I didn't even know who Dan Carnassus <laughs> was, but it's uh, um yeah it's such a spe- it is a real special part of the world. How how um. How many times have you been down to Blue Lake? Blue Lake, um, I have only been there oh, no, yeah, twice, twice now, twice. Um, yeah, I uh, um, <laughs> when I when Chris and I first got together, he like invited me down to Blue Lake, and um, and you know at that point. Um, I think I'd like just got back into running, uh, again and, um, didn't really know much about the trail world and I like went down and I just got so sucked into like the atmosphere. I ended up doing like 60 K and like, I just <laughs> kept going round and round and round until I was like, oh my gosh, I ran like 60 K and I have this blister that's like the size of my toe. So I ran into, you know, road shoes and just like, you know. I think like the first I'd run like to that point was like twenty five k, so it was just did all this. <laughs> it was so fun though, um, and yeah, 
no head torch or anything like that. Just fully rocky, fully rocky. Wow. <laughs> I yeah, a, a, a friend of mine he invited his now wife down, uh, Emily, and they just got together. You know, they were just sort of it was pretty serious, but they're still kind of caught. And and he's like, hey, I'm running this thing. It's called an ultra marathon. Do you want to come and crew me? And you just saw the look on the poor woman's face. She was just like, what's going, you know, it's sort of, at first it was a little bit exciting and then it kind of quickly dawned on her what was happening. And then throughout the day, you know, you could see the look on her face. She was just like, what's going on? I don't understand this. And, and they all look like they're having a terrible time. Is this my life now? Is this going to be my life? But it seems to have, uh, you know, she, they're together. They're, they're married. I emceed their wedding a couple of years ago, so you know, like they're, they're doing okay. But it's quite. A, people either jump one way or the other, isn't it, when they get invited to totally. Yeah, totally. I was like all in. Like I um, didn't even know, like you know, beyond a uh, sorry, beyond a marathon existed, and then Chris was training for a mile, and I was like, oh my gosh, mind blowing! I want to do that. Like. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Um, yeah, I was just kind of like right in there. Yeah, um, so fascinated by you it. went from t- <laughs> you went from twenty five k to sixty k. Was that right? Something like that. I, like, I don't, I don't think we can blame the road shoes for the blister. <laughs> <laughs> I think the blister was going to happen. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but that's but that's the thing about it. I mean that particular event in particular, isn't it? Just can't help but drag you in and get you enthusiastic and and the fact that like it must be something too in the fact that you don't have to keep going if you don't want to kind of makes you keep going totally there's no time that you have to do it in you know you just have to do it in 24 hours you know, <laughs> you know? yeah um yeah and yeah it was just it's just lots of fun yeah and, yeah it's, it's interesting isn't it it's it's yeah it's such a it's such a unique such a unique format and it's uh, yeah uh, my my daughter is also coming down or both of them are coming down but um she has engaged in a what, what would be the term she's burnt the boats on the shore so she's really like there's no boats she's she's made a bet with some of the some of the lads at school that if she doesn't run a certain distance in the time um they get to shave her head at, at school Whoa. <laughs> and she came home and announced initiation. Them. No, not initiation. It's just a, it's it's a it's a you know. She's, she's so just, confident. Yeah, she was like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. You know, there's there's this group of dudes. There's, apparently, there's this block at you know her school called the M Block, and the, there's a group of lads there. And yeah, that's the she's burnt the boats. So, <laughs> commitment. You said that you you said that you got back into running. I mean, what was your start with running? Is is it something that you'd you'd always done? Uh, yeah, so um, it's funny that you sort of said that you like ran from this post to this post because I probably started running when I was like 15, 16 um, along this road that I'm currently on. Um, I've like run all along it multiple times, um, like 18 k's of it and um, it's like a country road obviously and I um, I started running uh, and I noticed for like my mental health and, um, you know, I, I went for a run and I felt better and, um, I, I, I did my first half marathon, um, yeah, I must have been 16, um, 
and 16, 17. And, you know, I like fell in love with it, I guess. And um, I uh, did like the next one the next year and the next year. And I think between like 2009 and 2016, I did quite a few half marathons um, in Auckland and in like Dunedin. And um, I actually did that accidental trail race once actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I did the three peaks when I was in Dunedin um, and I think I did the 25K and yeah, I didn't even really know that I was doing a trail event. I was just like really naive, you know, 20, 20 year old um, and just loved running, just loved loved it. Um, But yeah, I kind of stopped in 2016 um, and did some other stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was that? What was that first half marathon? What was it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was Auckland half marathon. Um, oh yeah. 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 Over the bridge. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was going to yeah. do it with my dad, but he, he didn't do it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You can't help but fall in love with running when you're on top of the Harbour Bridge and, you know, you just feel amazing and you've got that incredible view and, You've probably driven across many times, and yet here you are. You've made it by foot. It's quite something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It is like, um, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't remember what I was feeling, but I probably was like pretty, you know, um, <laughs> pretty amazed by the fact that I was running over this bridge. That's you know usually cars only kind of thing, and um, yeah. Or I was looking at the ground like, oh, get out of my way, you know. <laughs> yeah and then i mean three peaks what what an initiation into trail running yeah for sure it was pretty it was pretty epic and it was raining it was pissing down with rain um uh yeah but it was a it was a good day out i yeah it was a good day out from what i remember don't know how i did it but i did it you know It's interesting isn't that, that f- one of the joys of running is getting to go places where you think that y- you you won't travel to, like especially a road event. I remember doing the, it's a dearly departed race, the legend, you know, the old, um, uh, you know, the, the, the Lydia course. course. Uh, yeah, Waitaroa and, yeah. and, and going up onto Scenic Drive and just running up onto Scenic Drive and thinking, my goodness me, I, I, I'd never have thought – you know, I'd driven that road hundreds of times, going out to, to the beaches and stuff like that. Never have thought that you're kind of running that. It's just such a, such a joyful thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a real feeling of kind of, it's quite a wondrous feeling. So, tell us. I mean, tell us about custom made fitness. It's just, you know you you've been doing, you've been doing strength training and you've been doing stuff for you know. A while you you know it's you're a professional. What possessed you to start a uh, you know an, an online training business? Um, well, I suppose like um, when I like, I suppose when I like stopped running so much, I was doing the gym lots, and like I thought that um, you know I wanted to work in gyms, um, and I. <laughs> I thought I liked being in gyms, I should say. And um, at that time I have, and then I became a personal trainer. But at this time when I became a personal trainer, I also started running again. And I kind of like 
realized that I didn't want to be in gyms anymore. Just wasn't kind of like fitted in with my, um, I guess my values or like my, just what I wanted to do. And um, so I suppose like (laughs) Chris, like Chris's own businesses before and, um, you know, he, he kind of like, I suppose, led the, led the idea of growing an online business and, you know, it kind of like fitted in with, um, with, I suppose, like what I wanted to do as well, um, because I didn't want to work in gyms, but I still wanted to do the strength, you know, like PT kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, um, I tried a bit of like going home PT, um, and that didn't work when I went to Rotorua. And we found that like working online with clients was working. Um, and, uh, you know, I, um, yeah, I suppose like it's been a bit of a, a bit of a, um, development into custom made fitness into a running coaching business and, um, just kind of like taking all the skills that I've learned over the years, um, and trying to like, know refine them I guess to to fit you know help runners specifically um Mm. so I've done a lot of stuff of like my life in terms of like training (laughs) yeah 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 um different types as well because because what you what you guys offer is that sort of specificity isn't it it's because it's one thing to you know as a as a runner hit the gym or maybe you know join a um you know a, a class or whatever but if you're not doing that, thinking about your running, you're kind of heading down injury street, aren't you? Pretty soon. Um, but but you, I mean, that's 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 what you were able to to. That's your experience is knowing how to fit the two together. How you know what are the? I mean, without giving away trade secrets, what are the keys to being able to do that successfully? Um, I think like keeping it simple. Um, you know, it doesn't mm. have to be like complicated rocket science kind of heavy complicated you know like just out the gate kind of things it just has to be really simple and I think the key is is in doing it right um (laughs) and um yeah I have a big like focus uh wanting to like focus on core strength um as well uh because I think that it's really important to have a strong core for running and just life reasons but um, that's kind of like, um, keeping it simple, focus on core and do it basically. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. What I kind of, um, what's yeah, my word? Um, <laughs> my key thing, my key, the key. key things. Yeah. 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 And the, I mean, when you say core, you don't just mean abs, do you? No. <laughs> What, what do you mean by core? I mean, like, core like, stability. Like, so, obviously, with running and you could say specifically, like, trail running with, like, the uneven ground, um, it requires, like, uh, a bit of, like, obviously, there's, like, balance and stuff in your angles and things like that. But, like, it, you don't really realize how much you can use your core to, like, help you with your running until you, like, have learned how to engage your core. Um, and mm. like, you kind of can't do that, um, 
like it's really it's better to like focus on it like during strength opposed to like run and focus on it you know um Mm. and yeah um so i'm sort of talking more about the stability opposed to getting you know the washboard abs kind of look um that's yeah yeah the added bonus if you can get them as well as run (laughs) um (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) so it's the it's the it's those sort of the the around the hips and your glutes and um help me out here i'm not good at anatomy and we have a uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Obliques. Um, <laughs> yeah, obliques. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's actually that's a really good. Uh, um, your side, your side, your side abs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, and a lot of things. Yeah, around your hips and your glutes, back to your legs. Yeah. Um, basically, the whole body at the same time, but like, yeah. yeah. Um, in that in that middle chunk, yeah, because I mean that's I guess as you know, as runners and like you say, trail runners, we don't even think about those muscles working mm. when we're running on the trails. We're thinking about our, our calves and our quads and whatever. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's that, about that stability, isn't it? It's so important. For sure, for sure. I remember like one of the sorest things I had like after I did Tavo 100K was my core. <laughs> it's good so you can just like focus, you know, I can like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, take some pressure off my legs, I guess, um, by using it to slow me down, basically. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And how do you, I mean, the other the other issue I've always found with training other than running and fitting it in with running is timing. You know, t- so knowing when to do those exercises that are not going to, you know, either overload you if you do do a, a particularly heavy running session or whatever or... Mm. Um, yeah, being able to figure out the timing, that's that's such a skill on that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like, um, basically if you haven't done a lot of it, you're going to be, like, initially probably pretty sore. But, like, um, I think that it's, like, often, like, small and often, um, like, because mm. we're runners, right, like, even 10 to 15 minutes of doing, you know, a few core exercises or single leg exercise is going to make a significant difference in like not doing mm. it all. So like um, if you don't want to uh, allocate like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour at the gym, that you have like three 10 to 15 minute blocks in your, in your week to fit it in before a run, then like, you know, try do it. Um, even if it means like maybe running for a little bit less. Uh, and How dare you? Oh my gosh! Getting <laughs> into my running time. How dare you? Such <laughs> Don't second. forget about stretches, man. I want to be running. There'll be like ten minutes of running. <laughs> it's such a it's such a germane point, though, isn't it? It's it's that. I mean, I I can get slightly obsessional about some things. People who know me, um, and it's that sense of isn't it? Like, oh no, I've got to run for an hour and ten minutes, or I've got to run, or if I don't, if I run for fifty minutes and do ten minutes of strength, but that's not an hour of running. And there's that arbitrary little, there's that arbitrary block of time, which for some reason in my head, an hour is good. Fifty-seven minutes, okay, that's all right. Fifty minutes, no, it's not an hour. You know, it, it's so interesting, isn't it, how our psychology, yet we benefit, and especially as we get, you know, we 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 lurch into our middle age. Um, it's 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 all the more. Speak yeah. for yourself. Okay, granddad. Uh, but um, 
<laughs> Sorry, that's just a statement of fact. Uh, but <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, the, um, you know, that 10-minute block of, of, of time, it's, it, it reaps such benefits. For sure. Um, yeah, and, like, um, it's, like, so nice to hear, like, you know, you get obsessive about the time and things like that. Mm. Like, it's, yeah. Um, and for, to be honest, like, I struggle with that as well, right? You know, I, like, you know, want to do things perfectly and there has to be nice round numbers and, like, through this and that, you know, and, um, yeah, um, but I suppose, like, who cares, eh? Like, no one really cares if you've done mm. 57 minutes opposed to an hour. Um, but they might see that you've done some strength. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I suppose it's just, like, weighing up, like, what's more important for you, um, you know? Mm. And if, is it, like, is it that three minutes extra of that run or that 10 minutes extra? Or is it, like, doing something that might benefit your running um, more than, like, running for 10 more minutes? Mm. you know every yeah. single time or yeah. something yeah yeah Eugene yeah. you always because you always say you know Kipchoge Sorry. doesn't he's not on he's not like rounding out his runs to the decimal and I think about that and I think yeah it doesn't help you know <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's quite it is quite satisfying though on the strap. Oh, totally, I mean totally. Kipchoge, Kipchoge's good at running okay cool he can afford to do that I need to get an hour you know uh, <laughs> that's right um, and it's interesting too, you saying it doesn't have to be complicated. I remember um, watching uh, it's an early Mo Farah documentary or something before, you know, before that stuff. Anyway. What stuff? Um, and <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. Um, so he, and he was in the gym and I remember it was the first time I'd kind of thought of runners doing running specific exercises, but I think you needed like a choreography degree to be able to, you need to be a, you know, Paris Hilton to be able to do the exercises that he was doing. <laughs> Paris Goebbels? They were so complicated. That's it. Not Paris Hilton. Sorry. <laughs> I was like thinking that's a really weird, like, um, comparison, but, um, oh, Uh-oh. What the fuck is that? I'm nailing those complicated Thanks. exercises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that video. Yeah, that anyway. Very strong. <laughs> And robust. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Paris Goebbels, thank you. Choreographer. Are they different people? Anyway, um, so, yeah, but they were super complicated yeah. and uh, crazy. But you're saying, you know, and, and since then I've obviously found that that's not the way. But, yeah, simple. There's nothing wrong with a good lunch. Yeah, exactly. Um, We're not talking about the other <laughs> one. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just through, like, what I've, like, learned, yeah? Like, I've, I've done the complicated stuff. I've tried to do a lunge with a bicep curl. I've tried to do, like, you know, a squat with a front raise. And I don't know what I should be doing. It both hurts, you know? Mm. And um, mm. <laughs> and um, I, I, I suppose also, like, having fun and being a little bit creative, like, with the realm of, like, simple exercises that you have and, like, I suppose, like, with clients, like, I want them to learn, right? And I want them to, like, be – learn and they can try things because that's, like, how I've learned a lot of stuff is by, like, watching, trying, doing, and then, like, developing. 
And then, like, um, yeah, I it doesn't have to be with, like, heaps of gear either, you know? Um, mm. Kind of recommend, like, kettlebell, dumbbell, resistance band, and obviously there's body weight and maybe a step as well. But a step can be anything. Literally can be a step mm. <laughs> in your house. Um, and I think, like, if, if it is complicated, like, we won't do it because yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't have, like, ex- heaps of energy, right? You know, like when I'm training heaps, like, I want to do it, but I don't want to have to, like, overly think about it. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I remember getting a, a book and it was by a coach who I, I greatly admire and, you know, uh, to this day and think, you know, fantastic and rah, rah, and it was, it was all about, you know, the – that kind of the the natural movement and everything like that. But, you know, that advocated uh, buying a wobble board, one of those like wobble things and all this stuff. And I just thought, I'm out. I can't do it. You know, like a, a how trying to import a wobble board at the time, that was, you know, that was a significant investment <laughs> that I didn't have. But, the, you, you know, you think about it like this specialized yeah. equipment. And then I worked out that if I just stood on one leg while I'm waiting in line for somewhere – I can pretty much get the same, you know, it's a beginner and, and try and keep my form really nice or when I'm going up an escalator and A, it has the benefit of embarrassing uh, my family, but I'll, generally I'll go up an escalator on one leg because it gives me a little bit of, you know, that kind of movement. But it's that interesting thing, isn't it? If you put a piece of equipment, it somehow makes it unobtainable, you know, or, or that sort of, I can't do that because it's, I don't have a wobble board or know anyone with one. For sure, yeah, that's like a really good, like, um, you know, comparison, like, example, example, um, making it, you know, unachievable or harder to, to, harder to do. Um, and nice thinking of, you know, alternatives there. Was, well, I mean, it did, it did cost a little yeah. bit to get the escalator installed in my house, but, you know. Like. Right, I can imagine, you know. Wobble board, escalator. How many reps do you do? You know, at, least, yeah. at least it has multi-purposes, you know. And it only goes up as well, so it's hectic. I mean, you. Well, to be fair, your driveway <laughs> is steep. I wish you'd told me. <laughs> what was that? To be fair, your driveway is steep. I'd wish you'd told yeah, me about yeah, the escalator. Yeah, getting the driveway is pretty steep. So. <laughs> Now I find out. Anyway, um, but that's the, yeah, the, and and also even you know what you're talking about. You don't have to go to a gym. Like mm. we talk about, you know, a ten minute routine. Well, you know, if you're going to do you know say forty minutes, well then plus adding on going to the gym, coming home, you know, all that stuff. Um, you you're blowing lots of time. Whereas yeah, like you say, a kettlebell, um, a few a wobble board, an escalator. At your home, dumbbell and, and resistant band. Bang! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and and then you're in. Um, by the way, so you were able to do you you carry on your strength training when you're in the bus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I have done strength training in lots of random places, um, and I've done like lots of like one-on-one sessions in random places. And um, yeah, I another thing I'd like to say is like. I suppose, like, when we are training heaps, like, it's pretty hard to, like, do heaps of strength training, like I said, because we don't have, like, you know, heaps of energy. Mm. But um, I think one of the big things that we like to promote in custom fitness is that we have, like, an off-season and, like, it's maybe where you might invest in, in a gym and you might go to the gym 
like more often for more amount of time, you know, like time spent at the gym and like it's kind of like, you know, banking in some gains to maintain during the mm. high run season. And like that's what I do because, um, yeah, because it, and it works, it works for me. So it probably works for you kind of thing. And um, just like prioritizing things at different times of the year. Um, I mean, again, you, you're. <laughs> You're uh, saying things that to a lot of runners, especially in Aotearoa, you know, what's this off-season you speak of? It's a real radical idea, isn't it? And that sort of cuts that that core of that, you know, there's a little part of me that's like, oh, what did she just say? <laughs> off-season. But, but I need to I need to get that arbitrary, you know, I need to get that arbitrary thing of thing because so much of my identity is wrapped up in this. We've got a friend, Billy, super fast runner, like strong as – He's from Canada. He's when he got here, he was like, you guys run all year round? What's that about? You know, like there's chunks of the year and it was because of snow and stuff uh, that not a lot of stuff happened that way. So he does other things and he still has quite a, you know, he has quite a hearty off season and, enjoy, you know, does other things. And it's such a, I don't know, it seems, it seems useful, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> loving the honesty, loving the honesty. Oh, I'll um, own it for real. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I suppose it's like, well, for me, like, I'm still learning how to like to not, not train too hard all year round because um, I've like struggled with that. I suppose at some points in my life, and like, you know, um, I think. Like when I say an off season, it doesn't mean like stop running or stop training or together. It's like just, yeah, maybe going for the extra cycle and like um, mm. allowing, yeah, yeah, and doing more gym stuff. And, um, but yeah, it's just kind of like willingness to want to do it as well. Um, or, yeah. Do you think it's specific to mm. runners? I mean, you've been involved in, you know, you've been around gyms a lot. You've been around other sports and, and strength and stuff like that. Do you think that sort of that, again, that obsessional uh, streak and that kind of like, no, no, what? but I can't, if I'm, I'm still exercising, say, six days a week, but three of those might be runs instead of six of those. Do you find that another? Have you seen that another sort of exercise or athletic cultures, or do you think it's specific to the to the running and especially the trail and ultra marathon community? Um, what could I say? About it? I think that there's like, so for me, I have like yeah, done heaps of gym stuff, and I think there's definitely probably that like slightly obsessive you know, got to do it all, all the time kind of mentality in the gym as well. Um, and I suppose like um, with runners, I guess like they were a quirky bunch and we're probably running for, um, you know, who knows what reasons, but like a lot of people have gotten into probably for mental health reasons as well and like an escape and like um, – and, um, you know, if I, like, stop doing this, then what will happen to to me and my mental health? And, like, um, I think that, yeah, sometimes, um, sometimes, I don't know, like, sometimes I'm going for this run for, for a good reason or a bad reason or um, it's a good thing to consider. But 
I don't really know. Like, I'm sure there's obsessive people that do it in every sport, you know, and want to do it all year round and never have an off season. Um, because I think like sport, like can, you know, can turn into exercise and create an escape and things like that. But, um, yeah, I don't. How would you nice. how would you work with someone then? So what would be your approach so if I rolled up to you and I'm like, hey, um, I want to get better at running and I run regimented six days a week and this is what I do and I don't have time for any strength training and I'm kind of tired all the time, but, you know, running is, 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 is what I do. Can you help me? I'm not willing to change anything. <laughs> Which you must see, right? Like them, and that's no disrespect to anyone. And again, only honesty. You know, I've, you know, I've been hammering this. I've been hammering the square peg into this round hole for several years. And God, do you that. want me to train you? Train you? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, but it's interesting. Like it's a challenge, isn't it? As a, as a, as someone who's, you know, how how do you go about sort of planting those seeds, right? I suppose giving giving it a go uh, is a good it's good place to start I would think that like a person like that probably isn't is like scared of change you know like scared of trying something new because they're like really set and they're like in their routine and like outside their routine is unknown and like I suppose you know relating some stories about, about myself might be helpful but like just like creating a, a common you know, not, they're not like alone in this kind of thing or, and that, you know, if from my experience, when I've done more strength training or I've done more strength training, I've actually been able to run more, mm. <laughs> you, you know, or better, mm. or I've gotten, I've gone faster, I've gone stronger. And, you know, like, um, I suppose ultimately, like you can only, uh, try so much for the person still has to be willing to want to do strength stuff and allow room in 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 their um in their routine to do strength and um mm. I think like a lot of people don't know about it you know they don't know about the benefits of it and um and it, they they don't find it fun boring and it does it's not hard enough it doesn't make me sweat and doesn't you know and like all this kind of stuff but um yeah I would just try to work with them and like try talk to them about what's going on and then yeah um just offer them some simple stuff to do i suppose that's yeah. the other thing isn't yeah. it like with taking that same mentality well if well gosh charlotte if if 10 air squats are good maybe 30 is better you know there must be real danger and 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 people sort of completely and i again it's not the just Matthew John Raymond disclosure church radio, but uh, I have a background in powerlifting and weightlifting. And uh, yeah. so I'm fine picking up heavy weights. You know, it's the, it's the, the desire to, to hang on that. Perhaps if that won't mesh so good, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like there's gotta be a, a real kind of balance, isn't it? It's that, where do you, how do you, how do you work in that balance? For sure, for sure, yeah. I think, yeah, getting some um, balance in, every, in your training, is, it does make you a more well-rounded runner. Um, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess that, I guess sort of it points out that 
you know, as coaches, it's not just about the physical. There's so many other, you know, basically, you know, you can go online and find a, a, um, a program off the shelf, um, but that's not really coaching. It's it's those other things, isn't it? And it's working alongside people in that. Do you is that something you enjoy doing? Yeah, for sure. Like I um I think, you know, working one on one with a client, like it starts off as like, you know, this funny relationship where, you know, you don't know each other that well. Um and then you're like, you know, it's really like kind of profession professional, I guess. And like yeah, mm. it's just like transactional kind of thing. And then you know, I've had a client now for um, must be coming up to two and a half years, and like we have so much laughs, so much laughs, and we're like, you know, we do train and stuff, but we have a lot of conversations. And we know stuff about each other's lives, and like, um, I think it's really important to like, you know, um, know about what they want to share and what I want to share. Kind of like, mm. yeah, it is. It's it's kind of like about their lives and make them feel a part of, you know, and um, mm. because like that transactional, I'm going to do strength, you're going to pay me kind of thing. It's like, it's only sustainable for so long because mm. if you're like, well, for me anyway, like spending 30 minutes with a client and you still don't know much about them, but you spent two <laughs> years with them, like it's going to get dry. It's going to get dry. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, on this, I'm on this kind of like funny, like this cool kind of um, time where I'm on their ple- like their pleasure time, right? Like even though it's like work for me, it's not work for them. So they're not, they're hopefully more relaxed and they're more like, oh, I've got some time for myself kind of thing. Um, and so mm. they're, you know, they can just switch off from their work and um, and they can just come and I can tell them what to do and we can have a chat or not chat sometimes. You know, it doesn't have to be. Um, can you know? It's like yeah, see see a client twice a year for I mean twice a week for two and a half years. Mm. Like you know, you're going to go through all sorts of stuff together. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. just a, it's actually real. I mean, what you bring is is you bring that skill right because it's a really it's it's an intimate engagement and it needs to be so boundaried right because there's so much potential for. Uh, stuff to go wrong on so many levels if it's not a really boundaried engagement and having that skill. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like you run, say you ran Northburn, I'm sure that you made some firm friends who you'd never met before and it's that shared shared struggle or shared anything, any sort of exertion that that, that it is. It's an intimate thing, right? You, we don't generally talk to strangers when we're in distress, uh, be, it physio- <laughs> you know, be it physiological or, or, or whatever, and, and, and there is that bond. But, I mean... Yeah, that's such a it's such a intimate boundary space. It's must be incredible work. For sure, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I suppose like uh yeah, some people come to see a PT because it's like almost like their form of like therapy in a way, or you know, they're like um uh so definitely can yeah, get I suppose quite like intimate i guess it's some lack of better word but no like, but that's a, i yeah. mean I, I, yeah. I mean everyone goes intimate Ooh, intimacy no. but, uh, yeah that's right <laughs> but it is it's an intimate you're in their space you're in their personal space you know like yeah. um yeah it's wow what a skill it's a mm. cool it's a cool thing about the job it's like 
you know, whether they're a runner or not, you know, um, you know, I've trained non-runners mm. as well um, in the past and, and yeah. Um, yeah. Still do yeah. actually one. I'm still doing that. Yeah. 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 Keeping the hand in. Um, what about your own, your own running? So you mentioned coming back to running. So what is running for you now? Um, running for me now is like, gives me a really uh, great sense of purpose and fulfillment and, um, it's giving, uh, becoming more about community as well. Um, and it's about friendship and, um, and yeah, and I suppose like improving as well. Yeah. Mm. Cause you, I mean, yeah, sure. You can talk about, I mean, yes, it is all those things, but also you're getting freaking fast, you know, like you, you, you know, recently smashed your, your P or set your PB at North Shore, which is not an easy, I mean, that's not an easy course. You don't go to North Shore to set a PB for sure. Like if, if you had a client and they wanted to set a PB at a half marathon, you would not be telling them to go Probably to North not, Shore. No. So, I mean, you're, it, but it's it a great course. Shout out to North Shore Marathon. Oh. Lots of fun. But, um, you know, you're, you're, Doing well. How, how, has there been something that's made a difference for you, do you think, um, in terms of seeing those improvements? I think it's just consistency, right? So um, mm. when I've just been properly, properly training opposed to running for like for a couple years now, probably since like 2020-ish. Mm. Um, and I think it's just the consistency in changing things up, right? So like – uh, yes, I'm a trail runner, but I also can, seem to be a bit of a road runner as well. And, um, I did a bit of a 5k thing last, last year and noticed the way that I got faster and I've done the same thing again this year, but kind of like extended it. Like I'm currently training for Auckland Marathon, um, because like I've done trail stuff, I've done a few trail events now and I suppose... One of the areas that um, I was struggling, you know, like struggling with or a, a weak point is like sort of like the flat bar stuff um, is where and like road is perfect for that because apart from North Shore Half, it's usually flat in road. <laughs> um, so, so that's where I'm at with my running. I'm just like trying to improve on my, uh, my speed Um and you know, taking a bit, taking a bit of an opportunity to to do Auckland Marathon, because um, it's yeah. really hard to train well, train for a marathon um, and and a road event, especially if you want to a race it, oh, a race it, um, yeah, and yeah, and it's been great, and great mm. fun. A marathon training, I mean, it, it's not well. You know, Ruth Croft has proved that. You know, she did a bunch of tr- marathon training in the lead up to Western States last year and she seemed to do okay. So yeah. there must be something to it. it. It's not incongruous with trail running, that's for sure. I mean, without sounding like a complete um, Instagram stalker or, or Strava stalker or something, but there was an interesting post from you um, where you compared um, the, a park run you did the day before that North Shore marathon yeah. and you just basically just cruised it but still managed to run 20 seconds or so faster than um, your first park run, which was flat out. So 
do you do you sort of geek out on being able to to look at those sorts of stats and does it blow you away to see you know how much you've improved yeah it's pretty it's pretty amazing um yeah that's how much i've improved yeah i get a bit 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 blown blown away by it um at times yeah like i can't quite believe that i've gotten i suppose this fast or improved so much in such a short amount of time um because yeah, it's it, yeah. That really buzzed me out. That really buzzed me out. Those two comparisons. Like, I was so mm. cooked at the end of that park run. I had to like couldn't do anything for the rest of the day. I <laughs> just like want to go to bed and I want to eat food. And then like yeah, yeah, on that Saturday I like ran. Um, yeah, I was I was cruising and yeah, just I well, love. I, mean, I do like looking the at the stats. It's good. I mean, that was, you know, 65% in zone five for that hard effort day. And then when you came back and ran 20 seconds faster, you were 49% in zone one. So, I mean, that's, you know, practically <laughs> jogging uh, in terms of the your heart rate. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you can, you can see that's like, there's numbers there that prove, but it's also about the feel as well, isn't it? What's about what, Sorry. It's also about the feel, you know. Yeah. Like you say, you felt cooked yeah. that f- that first one. Second one, I mean, you're doing it the day before a PB half marathon, so you know. Yeah. There you go. Um, it's just like consistency and just 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 doing like doing it and doing training smart, training smart, and um, yeah, I think like you can only do your yeah, you can only do your best right at, at any point in time, and mm. um. But I suppose how you get to your best can be through like training well or, or not. But um, yeah, it's yeah, um, really fortunate to to have like Chris as coach coaching coaches me. Um, and he's yeah, yeah, he's do, he's doing a good job. Um, he's doing a good job, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. You wouldn't want to put him in the in the punishment bus, would you? The other bus. No, not not in the work basket to work. work. (laughs) Make me faster. That's Um, right. (laughs) Or stronger to climb hills for the mountain. You know. But it's something you said, Eugene. I mean, you 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 know, you're you're an exponent of of of, you know you you fling some kettlebells around from time to time, and you were talking about you know your park run successes and how. You you said the other day when we're finishing one of our long runs, you know, the difference is this kind of. you know, however minutes uh, you do it in and it makes me sick how fast you are, uh, would take you out for the rest of the day. But doing that strength work, you're just, you're good pretty much. Yeah, basically I was, you know, I, I, I was um, um, sort of struggling with injuries and niggles and stuff. Um, and if I do a fast park run, would be limping around for the rest of the day. You know, aerobically I felt fine, but just, you know, caused was causing injuries and, and um, yeah, inflammation and whatever. Um, but since consistently doing uh, some strength work and it's, yeah, it's not, not, not a hell, you know, I'm not going to the gym. I'm doing like you say three, four, 10 minute sessions mm-hmm. a week. Um, plus being good with stretching and those sorts of things um, through Mark Green, coach out of Australia. Um, and it's made a hell of a difference. And yeah, like Matt was saying, couple of weeks ago ran a park run pb and it was fine that afternoon you know like not wasn't limping 
wasn't sort of like, oh, that's a bit tender, you know. Um, yeah, but it's doing the work, isn't it? You've got to do the work and consistency is is queen. For sure. That's a really awesome, like, awesome, awesome you, Jane. And um, it's like that that's happened, you know, that's like a good testimony to strength. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I suppose like even between those, yeah, that's like over a year, like I would have gotten stronger. You know, I would have gotten stronger as well. Mm. And it's like working on the finer, mus- finer muscle groups, you know, as well. Um, mm. And, yeah, just keep keep doing it. And <laughs> Yeah. It's, inc- it's yeah. incredible how you can replicate that stuff. And it, it sort of harks back to that, and not to get too sort of prosaic on everything, but it harks back to that time when we would, we would use our bodies to – we were a lot more active outside of running like yesterday. I mean – I came home, I had a long run, and as I came home, I was like, oh, I'm going to get in the garden because, I mean, Eugene's seen seen our lawns. Uh, they're, they're... Well, once you, are you talking yeah, about the yeah, first yeah. escalator so or you, you know, when you take the lift? It's, it's, um, it's actually lawnmower crime that I engage in. Like it's a, re, it's a wonder I haven't died yet, and there will be a time when I'm too old to do it and yeah. the, the lawnmower will fall back and take my head off. But. <laughs> It's so steep parts of my lawn and it's weird terraces and all sorts of stuff. And you bought, my body just felt great because it was so activated, you know, and all those kind of, like you said, those fine motor, the balance and the all the, the millions of, and yeah, ran a 5K with my daughter today um, at, at run club after work and it was fantastic, you know, and I, it actually felt better than I would have, I think, had I not done the strength work or, you know, the gardening or the activity, you know, yeah, just that sort of recovery. active recovery. Yeah. I mean, it, it did result in a nap at the end of the day, which, and there's a quote, it's a quote from Gandalf <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, darkness took me and I strayed out of thought and time. Like I was, so, <laughs> I thought I was paralyzed when I woke up, like, or had, had ketamine, I just was like and locked in my own body. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fantastic. But <laughs> so I tried. Well, rest as well. Rest, rest is <laughs> oh, an important totally, part of the equation, isn't totally it? Too? And is, it is. It's where you get and the food, gains what you're putting you into your body. <laughs> yeah, quick yeah, quick. yeah. And the and the food as well. Nutrition. Is, I mean, that's another big yeah. big factor so for you as well. Nutrition. Yeah. So let's round out the let's round out the um, podcast with a really like non contentious topic. Okay, so nutrition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in another fifty nine minutes. Yeah, Twenty nine yeah, no, minutes. No, uh, in terms of. What I mean, your approach to nutrition, obviously w- food is incredibly personal to people. It can be incredibly triggering for some people and hold a lot of kind of, you know, uh, meaning in a good or a bad way. Um, what is, how do you approach that with your clients? What are you, what are you saying to someone? What are you advocating for? You, sorry, are you asking like my, like. I am, yeah. Philosophy on food and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Um, for me, yeah, I eat, tend to try to eat organic. I try to eat, um, like I eat meat. <laughs> I, um, eat, yeah, I, a lot of, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen actually making a lot of food. Um, and I, um, I eat, I suppose it's like kind of like trying to find a diet that works for you because there's no like perfect diet for everyone, right? Um, but, um, try, 
um, you know, try to eat organic and try to eat whole foods and try to make food and um, try to have fun with food and try to eat variety. And I think um, that, yeah, like food, food is our friend and like it's like trying to kind of get that fine balance of <laughs> eating well but not too well that it becomes you know, obsessive or um, restrictive or, you know, I can't eat that because of this and that. Um, and, yeah, like learning as well. Like I've had a bit of a journey with my food as well and, like, um, and, you know, I've, like, learned a lot over the over the years as well um, and what's worked for me and what doesn't work for me. And, um, but, yeah, I think that, yeah, if you can, like, make make majority of the food, um, you know, and just spend mm. money on coffees. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. 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 That old thing of eat, that old thing of, um, eat what your grandmother would recognize. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm. Uh, you know, it's yeah. pretty simple philosophies but sometimes, way- isn't it? Do you, guys, do you guys make your own electrolyte drinks? Oh, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do, I do. I, like, just... Um. Yeah, it's really simple. <laughs> really simple. What is uh, it? It's just like citrus. Um. So your choice of citrus and uh, salt and water <laughs> and makes, stirring. You may want to add some ice. Um. Yeah, nice. Makes it's sense. Like pretty simple. Pr- cool. Pretty effective. Um. And like yeah. So good after a long run. We spoke to Maggie Gutel who works for Tailwind. She's involved with Tailwind and she said the the founder of Tailwind, like it literally started as a backyard organisation and they drew the alarm of the neighbours because there was this dude just with like bags and bags of white powder in his garage, like just all hours (laughs) of the day and night in his garage weighing (laughs) out bags of white powder, you know, like and and, (laughs) I guess it's, it's, it's funny when anyone sort of, talks about they've got a homemade electrolyte drink or something. I always go back to that tailwind, like they're lucky they didn't get the SWAT team called on them. And like how some of the, <laughs> some of the early ones that have like dog hair in it because <laughs> he had a dog. So oh, my God. Some of the early ones that have like beagle hair. And, oh. <clears throat> so what's Well, ne- if you see me around with a big bag of like oranges, you know, I'm like off to make a lot of electrolytes <laughs> drinks for People coming into the bus. You're probably less likely <laughs> to have a, yeah. less likely to have a SWAT team called on you if you're lugging around a bag of oranges than like a big bag yeah. of white powder. And weight training. That's um, right. <laughs> you're you're a triple threat. Look, yeah, exactly. Charlotte, you've been so generous with your time with us, and you know, thank you for for putting up with our well, my stupidity. Um, Paris Hilton. Paris that Hilton. was yeah, that was that was that was gold. <laughs> That's good. That's gone on the. Uh, that's gone on the tease. Um, what, <laughs> what, Charlotte Mill, what's been your greatest run ever? Um, probably my greatest run ever uh, was um, pacing Chris uh, for his miler. Um, I ran the last 40Ks with him. Um, we did the miler in 2020. Um, yeah, it was a, a very emotional, spiritual, yeah, like it, experience. Um yeah, it was. Like, you could even like think about it now, and like, you know, it was a really special 
special time to be able to watch Chris, you know, like literally look at him when he's ran like 150Ks and see his face and like see, yeah, see the guy I love, I guess, like do an amazing thing um, at night. Mm. And it's just, it was very special. Um, yeah. Yeah. What a great thing to share. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been flying too. He was moving. I was just like, woo, yeah. this guy. And I'm like, yeah, because we had only been to like together for like not that long. And I was like, oh, this guy's guy a good runner. <laughs> You'd be hoping to walk in your 40Ks. No, no, you're going to keep, keep going. going. He's like running, um, you know, like, you know, when you – um. Probably like rookie, like pacer. I don't really know what I was doing, but you know, when they run ahead of you, I'm like, oh, he's running quite fast. <laughs> <laughs> and what, because what time of day? Because he, he finished well under 24. So you'd have picked him up sort of, what, before midnight? Well before midnight. Oh, I think I started, no, I think, I think it was, uh, I started running with him around 8 30 at night. Maybe eight thirty nine. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah, so the sun was yeah, going down. Yeah, and then um, yeah. yeah, he did did under twenty four hours. So I guess yeah, into the wee hours, three two. Yeah, it took a while, like six six yeah. hours ish. I'll stop it. I took oh. way more than that. But, so just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> was eight. That's quick. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. No, sensational. Yeah, what an amazing thing to share. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine <laughs> yeah. that would be a great run. Thank you. Thank Indeed. you so much for your time. And, yeah, I feel like we've basically picked your brains, really. So thank you so much for being so willing to, to um, spill some secrets. No problem. Thanks for asking me to come on. The, come on, and it's been, been great. <laughs> it's our pleasure. Look forward to meeting you at Blue Lake, too. Yes, me too. I'll look for the woman with the big bag of oranges and the bus. Yeah. Yeah, with their dreads, you know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> How's that escalator doing in your house? Oh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It would come in handy over the weekend. Uh, yeah, it did. When you're a bit tired. It's a bit just tired. Take the escalator. My feet are a bit swollen. I'm just. Yeah. No, uh, my house has got steep bits in it, um, but. Going up an escalator on one leg is worth the what I imu- imagine would be bemused stares from the people behind me. Like, why is he doing that? Oh, totally, totally. Ankle, it's all about the gains. It's all about the um, ankle motility. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Charlotte. I that was I felt like I learned a lot in that mm. conversation. Yeah, and I'm sorry for putting the the hard like I, I'm a nightmare to coach. Uh, I think we've established that from this conversation, but. <laughs> 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 but why? <laughs> oh, because I just I have my own set ways about why I want to do things, and yeah, I'm willing to yeah. compromise on nothing. Um, no, that's not true. But look, thanks, Charlotte. Um, and if you after a coach uh, and after someone with you know a, a focus on strength and, and 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 the holism of running, I mean, you you could do worse by checking out Charlotte Chris at Custom Made Fitness. And that isn't an ad, by the way. That's just us supporting a people in the community but look thank you for supporting us and thank you very much for tuning in we're on social media at dirt church radio and you can email us at dirt church radio at gmail.com you can find us on all the podcast platforms like and subscribe if you fancy and you can download direct from the website which is dirt church where you can also find 
a section entitled Greatest Run Ever. don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, it's where people write in and send us their greatest run ever. They interpret them how they like. We love seeing them. People love going and reading them. And once you've read them, got a bit of inspiration, send one of yours into us, dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Running, Further Faster, Sierly. Thank you to our Patreon patrons and Wild Things and Currens. And thank you to our editor, Kieran. Stay tuned next week. We've got a really great show lined up. Hey, Kona. Thanks, Rigby. <laughs>